When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everybody. Hey, now. And welcome to another edition of Courtside with Christy and Gabe right here on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. I am Christy Winter Scott, joined as always by my guy, Gabe Ibrahim, who is sporting the uh, plum dog attire tonight because we are in the thick of the WNBA playoffs, my friend. You are back from Italy. We had a little podcast last week and you know, just I want the, I want you to tell the people um, what was your favorite thing about overseas when you traveled real quick. And then we're going to dive in deeply to Oof. what's happening in the WNBA playoffs. What was my uh, so favorite. you could the so walking a first is the best <laughs> thing about being a, being in Italy. Very nice. Uh, if you're living in a city, you can walk everywhere. Yeah. Um, and then the cheap, amazing food and coffee. Huh. Mm. Like every espresso is like a dollar and it's way better than anything we have here. I paid $6 for a latte at Christie. Wow. $6. Wow. Wow. Wild, wild stuff. And so that's what I'm milk a... mustache. You had the milk mustache with it. No, is I it... had to savor it. You can't, it was just $6. It'd be it's gold. Little... This is the oh, price yeah. of, this is the price of like saffron. This is crazy. So uh, yeah, that's what I missed the most. Cheap, cheap wine, cheap food, cheap uh, coffee, and it's all better than the stuff we have here because they don't put all the like I don't know. We got a lot of like Adams. weird stuff in our bread and yeah. Yeah, extra. I learned how to make some really good Italian food though. So next oh. time we get together, I'll make you a, my my cacio e pepe, my papa de pompadoro. Oh, um, bring it! Yes, yes. Mm. we're really we're. Is... I don't do French food though. So That's okay. When you go when you go to France. And you go to Paris. I'm going to Paris next summer. And maybe when I go to Paris, I don't know. We have to figure that out. You're going. <laughs> for courtside, courtside on Champs-Élysées. Courtside on Champs-Élysées with 
a croissant. Yeah. With Croissants all around. Yeah. And it, it's basketball because it'll be the Olympics. Plum yeah. dog will be there, probably. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah it'll be there. Ball on our um, like mystics. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ariel will be there at the very least. Maybe Elena. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe Natasha after what she did in uh, game three up until the last moment of regulation. Um, yeah. We do have to talk about it. We will. I'm recovering. It's really hard. And it's hard, and, you know, obviously for the coaches and the players. But, you know, when you are when you go to practices every day, you're invested. You got that Sharam going. I think that's what you said. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I have my plum is smoking a cigar to uh, commemorate the end of the first round. I'm drinking a glass of wine. Okay. We're, just, we're enjoying our time off here. You know, vibes are we, immaculate. We have a couple days off. <laughs> the vibes are immaculate. Yeah, man. But you know, I mean, it hurts everybody. I mean, the fans. I was I was amongst the uh, Mystics fans for games one and two. Mm -hmm. uh, so you know, obviously, game two being the season-ending game for the Mystics, it was quite melancholy. After, but. I mean, the effort was there as just, you know, a couple of miscues uh, execution wise and regulation down the stretch by both teams. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just like, oh, my God, what's happening? You know, both teams turned it over in, in uh, crucial moments for sure. But I mean, that's what happens in games. Right. Um, and then Sabrina missed both her free throws and 91 percent free throw shooter. Bizarre. Bizarro. Crazy. I mean, things were going crazy, like everything was berserko. And then, um, you know, J.J. was able to get that offensive rebound and get fouled and make her free throws. I mean, it was just like the sequence was like, it was insane, the ebbs and flows of it. Um, but I was on every hill and valley with the fans. So it was it was cool to be with them uh, because we all kind of felt the same way. So um, big ups to all the, the uh, fans that came out to DC to watch them at six play. And uh, I don't know, you can't, you can't begrudge the, the effort that was put forth by the Mystics and especially Clow, who just, I mean, man, 33 of them, 33 that, points. She so, has seven boards, right? Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I think that's her. So 30, 33 points, six rebounds, nine assists, nine assists, yeah. two turnovers, nine assists, two turnovers, four steals. And how that, many steals? I'm sorry, honey. Four, four steals. She was a blizzard out there, man. LeBron was even tweeting about her, you know, talking about she's that, still that, that right definitely now. her best game Wild. ever. And yeah. I think that's one of, yeah. that's up there in the upper echelon of Mystics single uh, individual playoff performances. Yeah. And up there in the echelon of WNBA performances, maybe the best ever in a losing effort. I mean, I'm sure we'd go have to go back to, you know, looking at JJ and those two, 2019 finals. Yeah. yeah. There's been a lot of great ones, but man, yeah. Just what she did, and especially from turning around from game one. Yes. And then turning around and having that game where she they needed her to have that game. They did. Was just incredible. It shows the type of person she is, type of player she is. I mean, I was not I wasn't surprised until she was like, you know, up into the thirties where it was like, whoa, this is this is more than even you you this is more than even the biggest Natasha Cloud fans, which I'm sure you, me, and a bunch of people in Washington, DC are on that list mm -hmm. could, could expect because she was just yeah. completely outstanding. Um, and it is just a shame that they couldn't come up with the victory. I know. I mean, she was spectacular. I mean, some of those moves, I mean, she had the hezzy that once she got it in the mm -hmm. corner, she was sizing up JJ and I was mm -hmm. going like this when she was <laughs> sizing her up. I'm like, what's she going to do? What's she going to do? And then she took it and split the defense and finished on the reverse or something like that, like in traffic, like what? And then she came down the middle, right? 
at the mm. nail and attack from there with the hezzy and then finish with some serpentining reversal underneath. I'm like, yeah, that one was insane. Gosh, it was phenomenal. Like, it was you'll awful. practice, uh, you'll how practice you, a reverse like that. How do you get that down? I don't know. It, it looked easy. That was scary. That was the scariest thing about it. And that's scary, but you know, like the most exceptional thing about her performance was that it looked effortless. Like, mm -hmm. and her attack was was fire. Like her attack was like, I'm, I'm, this is what I'm doing. I'm deliberate. I'm attacking right here. I'm gonna just freeze you enough to get by and finish. And man, she was doing that. And it, you know, she was knocking in her threes early. Um, you know, that opened up the floor a little bit and then her attack game came alive. So, I mean, again, you can't begrudge an effort, especially by her and, and her uh, thug tears, she said at the <laughs> end, man. Um, you know how tough she is, but you also know how emotionally invested she is with um, with the game and with her teammates and, and with her team. And so, you know, she laid it on the line. She, you know, spoke about it. You know, she said, I'm checking Sabrina 40 minutes. And yeah, she, she was all over her, like every action, every screen that, um, you know, I think it was um, Sabrina made those seven threes in the first game, right? Mm -hmm. And Eric Tebow said that on five of them, we played her underneath the pick and roll, right? Two of them she launched from whatever, Queens or something like that. <laughs> but but five of them, they misread the pick and roll action, right? That was We were talking about that last pod, but, you know, they didn't close gaps on it when they did go underneath, which was not supposed to be the game plan. So you just saw Tosh stay over top and attached. I mean, she was locking and, um, you know, disallowing any touches off that action. And I thought she did a phenomenal job on Sabrina, um, just individually. I thought that, you know, if she says it, it's going to happen. I mean, she, she called the championship in 2019 and she said, period, facts, period. Mm -hmm. And they got the ring. So, I mean, she's uh, no stranger to backing up what she says. So it's not new. And the fact that Barclay Center stood up and gave her an ovation. And she's like, I'm just a mid-major, you know, yeah. a kid. And could have never dreamed that that would happen, that they would, you know, give me that level of respect. But, but respect is due when you lay it on the line like that. I mean, that's what sports are all about. The challenge, yeah. talking about the challenge, and then backing up your words. I mean, what are you going to do? Shake her hand. To do it on both ends was both ends astonishing. And like, you know, again, this is coming from people who really like respect and appreciate yeah. her and know what she's capable of for her to do what she did was absolutely uh, astonishing. And I thought she, you know, all right. So I'm, I, I let, let me tell you the stats, right? Like if I told you before this game, yeah. Tasha Khan has 33 points efficiently. Uh, we look at the, at the Liberty. Okay. Sabrina goes four of 11, only 11 points. Stewie goes nine to 25 from the field yeah. you're looking at these stats and you're saying well then the mystics won but that's just that didn't work out because there's a, there's obviously other matchups um and not that those other players didn't have they yeah. just didn't have the same game that natasha had and and so yeah. that didn't it didn't come to fruition i, I think no. the person the two people for um new york that deserve a lot of credit and also brianna stewart did have 27 points but yeah that's that's neither here nor there well it is it is here nor there but the two players I want to talk about are John yeah. Cole Jones amazing. and Naja Laney. Amazing, amazing. Amazing, uh, amazing. That shot that Laney hit right inside the free throw line on the way down to the floor. What? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That was, that was, I mean, what are you going to do? And it was highly contested. Like, hand in the face, 
falling down on the floor, okay, and went in tough. Like, it didn't bounce around. It went in tough, clean. I'm like, wow. I was like, what do you do with that? Like, you're, you're playing your best defense. You know, you're contesting shots on her. Uh, but her motor, I mean, this year, she has just been, you know, a terror for opponents uh, in terms of how to guard her. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, and I always say this, the best way to guard people like that is to disallow touches, which Tosh did with Sabrina. Yep. But, you know, you can't you can't expect that, you know, across the board. I mean, in games, like it's just, I mean, it's impossible, which is why, I mean, she was just a phenomenon. And JJ was terrific on the glass. Like, you know, that was, uh, you know, at halftime, I think that was something that we talked about with the fans. Like, you know, they gotta control the glass especially john quill at six six you know the bigger they are you know I, I hated being boxed out by smaller people i hated that you know somebody put their their behind in my mm -hmm. in my legs i'm like you got it like i you know i try to shift and move but everything happens so quickly but that's the worst thing is to get someone to have position on you on the glass like and to hold it and to maintain it not just a quick yeah. bump but then john quill fought through that she and, did, and, and and this is a matchup that she she really takes the Washington games very seriously. Yeah, yeah, very very seriously. It's important to her. You know, every when they when they lost last year, I remember her being very upset um, in the regular season. Yeah, let alone in the playoffs. So she was she takes this matchup extremely seriously, and she fought through all of that contact. And we know how we know how big my shines Allen is, how strong she is. Um, I mean, yeah. she, you're not moving her. No, Jungle just have just was able to get around her, get over her, uh, cause those fouls. And she had the mismatch, right? And right. It, com it comes back to, you know, how different the series would be if Shakira was a Austin was healthy. Yeah. Um, especially if Shakira Austin was healthy throughout the season. And, you know, it's just a shame that we didn't get – and I, I don't know, remember if I said this on the podcast last week, but, like, this series next year, if these two teams stay together and stay healthy – Right. is extremely intriguing because Shakira Austin is going to come back and be able to match yeah. up with John Quill Jones. Say that. And in this matchup, you got to give Maisha Hines-Allen a ton of credit. Yeah. I mean, I think she played very well in both games, but she's just giving up so much length, so much size that, you know, that's why John Quill was able to get loose. And then for Banaja, it's like, yeah, you know, you want to limit her touches, but you got to deal with Brianna Stewart, Sabrina Nescu, Courtney Vandersloot. And John Quill Jones, and it's like, well, yeah, the person who's going to fall through the cracks is, of course, Benaja Laney. And now, we're, you know, that's that's what's great about this New York team is like we're getting to see her play, yeah, meaningful minutes, yeah, in this role that really, like, she is. She used to be in a role. She was too. She was not um, the the level. Like she, her, she's too good for this role now. Whereas she may have been in too uh, big of a role before. Oh, I see what you mean. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. now that she's yeah. in this role, she's like too good to be the fifth best player on any team. So. Yeah she's as the fifth best player of this team was able to get loose and just like just continuously keeps new york in it she just has that dog in her it's the same thing that we love to talk we love to see in natasha cloud and um, britney sykes and yeah. a bunch of players in this league yeah that's benajelani embodies all that as well no doubt i mean you know you speak to her her rutgers <laughs> upbringing yeah. you know through the ranks and how physical uh, she had to be when she was the marked woman you know by every opponent in the big 10 and you know, obviously playing for C. Vivian Stringer and her mom playing for C. Vivian Stringer. So there was like reinforcements with expectations. And now it's paying off. I mean, initially when she got into the WNBA, it was tough for her. Obviously had an injury and everything else that she had to cope with. And, 
and drive herself through. But just to see her performing at that level in the playoffs and just knowing her journey, um, just, you know, passion is free. That's what I saw a quote today say, passion is free. And and she's taking full advantage of that. And, you know, and I think that's what, um, that's where you find your purpose is in your passion for what you do. And I think that's what we're seeing with, with Benaja Laney and, and everything that she encompasses as, as a, mm-hmm. as a young woman, but also as a hooper. I mean, to say, I heard you say she's fifth best on the team. And that's hard to, you know, I'm like, wait, it really, and you can argue, you can argue about, who, no, no, you know. I'm not saying it's wrong, but I mean, wow. You know, you're looking at everyone ahead of her on the team, but I mean, just together, they have really gelled, you know, as the season um, evolved and playing their best basketball at the right time. And I think it's going to be a great matchup with Connecticut. Hmm. Um, I think that's going to be fun to watch and see. Do you want, do you, uh, hmm. I do want to talk about the mystic. Let's say, let's come back to the mystic. Okay. We're gonna okay. we're gonna we're gonna shelve the mystics for a second. Do you want to talk about their offseasons a little bit? Because it's, it's a tiny bit interesting. I think just like to, to give to spoiler, like I think it's pretty much gonna be the same team. But I do want to talk about it with you. Yeah. At, let, let's save that. We're gonna we're gonna shelve. Okay. It. We're, gonna, we're gonna take in the mystics offseason talk, putting it off the shelves. Uh, okay. Mystics, cheers to you. Thank you for uh, a great season. Hopefully we have some uh, better health next year. It, it got better though. You got to say, it health got better from last year. Yes. And, and mid season too. I mean, it was at one point, I mean, I, I think Tosh said it in one of the interviews recently, she said, you know, you take three starters off any team and good luck making the playoffs. I think, you know, with Eric Tebow sliding over 12 inches right to the head coaching seat um, after four years of being associate head coach, uh, for his dad, uh, Mike Tebow, the GM. I mean, that's that's a tough task. I mean, even with everyone being healthy mm-hmm. <laughs> and and together um, and being whole, it's still a tough task. So the fact that you're missing three starters for a long stretch of the season um, and then having Tolliver obviously out and then coming back and then going back out, oh, sending her a massive amount of prayers. But she says she's going to be back. I'm like, oh, let's work, Panda. Let's work Christy Tolliver, KT. Um, so I, I don't know. Like, I think what Tosh said was legit. Take three starters off any team. I don't care if it's WNBA, NBA, college, high school, three starters down, and you still make a run like that and push the two seed as a seven seed. You push a two seed to overtime um, in an elimination game and just pour it all out there, man. You, I mean, obviously you want to win. You want to win, and I get it. And I'm not making excuses. You know me. I'm not making an excuse. I'm just being real. Um, Shakira Austin makes a difference being on the floor. Absolutely. They get over the hump with a dub. I don't, you know, I would say yes to that. You know, had she not missed so much time. And, you know, who knows what the chemistry would look like if she just popped in for game two after not playing. Yeah. I don't know. Like, that's hard to say. But had she not been injured initially and, she was playing great basketball. I thought she could have easily been most improved player out of the gates the first several games she was playing. Her numbers were mm-hmm. insane. But had she not gotten injured at all and played throughout the season, I don't care. Like, I think that would have been a different deal. But just, I'm not saying, like, throw her in, you know, no, after not getting any game reps, you know, in three weeks, two weeks, and pl- an elimination game. 
you don't want to toy with the chemistry. So I get that too. So, I mean, who knows? And I, I hate that you have to speculate and try to imagine what that could have been like, but I really do think that's a key piece to um, their seeding number one, but also, you know, in this series, you know, well, and, and the seeding is like, the seeding is kind of the biggest thing here is like, Hey, if they're the, you know, fourth seed, we're talking different story right right now we're talking we're probably talking about the mystics Hmm. moving on um well dallas probably has something to say about that maybe i I don't know how the seating would have worked if if yeah was healthy but yeah i think um big difference i bet that's the way the cookie crumbles and like you said we're not there's no excuses they lost they lost to the better team and um you know hopefully next year they get to see what this team looks like full um And so, you know, at least just a little bit more health, a little bit more consistency and just a little bit more gelling throughout the season. Um, yeah. So they don't need like, you know, some sort of miraculous game no. um, to, to win. And it kind of felt like they did need that. They needed to be perfect. Yeah. And they almost got it. Almost they almost got it. it. Yeah. Um, and so you have to tip your hat to the Mystics and, and also say yeah. it kind of kind of stinks. But the Liberty also just really stuck with it. They, they didn't did. have... They didn't have their best games, I'd say. In no, either of these two games, didn't have their best games. Didn't have their most complete games. Washington's defense had a lot yeah. to do with that. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to prepare them a lot for going going forward in these playoffs. And, you know, especially with uh, with what's up next with the Sun, <laughs> as you mentioned. And I think we should get into it. Let's get into the Sun-Dallas uh, series. Because uh, that's the only series that went three games. So, I know. You, know, you, you know, on our last pod, <laughs> I did. you know, I said everyone's dead. You know, you put them in the ground, wrap it up. You know, we're going to have a, we're going to have a long, a long week off. And then, you know, da- Dallas, um, I'm sorry, Minnesota pulls off a win. And yeah. that's, you know, testament to their grittiness, their coaching, to their right. whole thing. And, yeah. and, and that's another exciting situation where there's going to be a lot of change um, building around the piece of Collier who had 31 points in the elimination game. Let's go. I mean, tap in. She tapped in. She tapped in. You know, and said it was probably obviously coming back from having a baby, you know, mm-hmm. said it was a, a challenge to to get to where she wanted to be. But I think she she exceeded that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what she thought she could do this season, um, career high numbers across the board for her. So, I mean, a phenomenal effort by Minnesota um, to get that one. But, you know, Connecticut, shout out Stephanie White, coach of the year. For both AP and WNBA. So shout out to my um, sister from another mister, Mm -hmm. uh, Stephanie White. But, I mean, what what she's been able to do, too, just stepping right in with uh, kind of the same team. No, Jasmine Thomas, obviously. um, And then Breonna Jones goes down with the Achilles injury early in the season. But the fact that they were able to maintain themselves, you know, as a squad. And Alyssa Thomas just, I mean, just... I don't even know. I'm running out of adjectives for Alyssa Thomas because she has been just, I don't know. I've already said uh, spectacular and exceptional tonight. Um, You know, some synonyms for that. Just throw any of those in there for AT. I mean, she's just been outstanding. Well, Someone someone pointed out in our our comments last time because we uh, were saying, we were saying like, you know, Hey, the whole thing about Connecticut is that they have Alyssa Thomas, right? Yeah. Um, The one of honor has been was phenomenal in games two and three has been phenomenal for this team since she got there and also right. it's just like hall of famer right. we don't need to go through all the accolades no no she's a beast we we all know that what she's capable of and she pulled it out again here in game three she ends up with uh, 25 points eight of 13 
from the field, 10 rebounds, a double-double, uh, to go along with Alyssa Thomas's double-double. Um, so, I mean, that's that's what this team's all about, is when they yeah. can get those two going and then a third person. Uh, that's usually that's their winning formula in this game. It was Ty Harris, who's been yeah. having a great season for them, yeah. really low-key great season low um, in Connecticut. And not, so, not something that's surprising to a lot of people who were watching her no. in Dallas, but um, good to see that she came through. And then in game one against Minnesota, it was kind of everybody. You know, all they yeah. have four starters in double digits, along with Ty Harris, who also had uh, 12 points off the bench. And so, you know, we look at this team in Connecticut. This is their fifth straight WNBA semifinal. Am I? That's silly. That is silly. Two different coaches. Yeah. MVP left. Yeah. An injury, a major injury to a major player in each of those seasons. Yes. Uh, except for 20, 2019. No injuries. Oh, 19, no injuries no. there. Yeah. But 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Thomas's Achilles. Yeah. All four years, major injuries. Yeah. What organizational, like the organizational strength there and yeah. commitment to excellence. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it starts with Liz Thomas, starts with people like Dewana Bonner, but it has mm -hmm. to go through the entire organization. I think you have yeah. to put them in that same conversation with, you know, a team like the Miami Heat, which of course I'm going to bring up. <laughs> because it is kind of that, you know, it doesn't, it, the, the, the names on the back of the jerseys change, but yeah. the names on the front don't. And that name on the front is getting to deep into the playoffs every single year. For sure. And I'm just extremely uh, impressed, not surprised, because I think we kind of would have picked this uh, before the season, the Sun making making it to the semifinals. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you have to tip your cap to that organization with what they've been able to do and withstand and the resilience of everything. And I think that, as we said, starts with Duana uh, Bonner and Alyssa Thomas. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I saw a stat, and maybe I, I don't know if I'm going to say it properly, but I know that they are the only duo in the WNBA playoffs to have a double-double in, in the first round or something like that I saw. I don't know. It was on It was on um, social media. Okay. <laughs> I forgot what it was on, but it was... Oh, you're going to tell me where it was so I could go look at it. I'll, oh, I'll try on, to find um, it. I was going to say Twitter, but I I mean, it was a tweet. I mean, what do you say? You when an X? It's an X. Like, do you call it an X or do you call no, it No, it's Twitter. So that's why it's Twitter. So go look on there. Um, but yeah, it was... Their, their numbers and their percentages and the double-double effect that they had in that last game, the game three, um, was something that's never been done. Two double-doubles in uh, in the first round of the WNBA playoffs uh, on the same team, I think, had never been done before. So, so here's, I, got, I think I got it. I think I got it. Oh, we have, uh, tell uh, me the story then, because I, I don't know specifics. From ESPN Stats and Info through, through Alexa Philippou, friend of the podcast. Alyssa Thomas and Dewana Bonner are the first pair of teammates with 25 points, five rebounds, and five assists in a playoff game. Yeah. And then a second stat here, Thomas scored or assisted on 58 points. What in the what? The most in WNBA postseason history. Dang. Okay. Okay. So. In, in the words of Deion Sanders, Darn it. <laughs> that's, that's major, man. No coach prime. That's major work. That's major work. Listen, how does that even, and I, you know, that's why, you know, when they have you do the votes before the playoffs, it's really hard because then when you see these kinds of clutch performances and all that, it really changes everything. I mean, not everything, but changes a lot. 
of thinking. And for me, I mean, that's really hard. Yeah. Well, and also and, like, I mean, MVP level. We need, we need a playoff MVP. I agree. This is not that? my idea. This is not my idea. I'm sure a lot of people have this idea, but we need a playoff MVP, not just the finals. No, no. We can't have one for the finals. I don't really care. We need one for the entire playoffs. I agree. Say, like, you did something very special in yes. the second season, the more important season, if we're being honest. Yes. Your second season was phenomenal, and you deserve an award, not just for, right. you know, the last three to five games of right. the finals. That's you need one for the playoffs, in my opinion, both the NBA and WNBA. Agreed. In college, we have the most outstanding player for the entire tournament. Right. Typically, that does go to the final. Or No, is it for the – is it most? It's most for the final, final four. Another thing, because Steph Curry should have won it in his yeah. year, whatever, whichever yeah. year that was. You know, okay, well, Caitlin Clark, did she win it? No, she didn't win it because they didn't win the championship. No, I think she was on that all tournament team, though, of course. But regardless, um, we need something like that. We do need something like that. I, I like that. I think that's a great idea, and I think they need to entertain that just because, I mean what do they always say? Like in the postseason for college, you know, the tournament is where you're, you lay down your legacy, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's the legendary portion of your career. What you do in those moments, those six games, if you play all six and get to the championship game, you play six or seven games now to play in, but it's like, Hey, let's see who comes the cream rises. Right. In those yeah. moments. And I think the same can be said in the NBA and the WNBA in the playoffs, like the regular season is one thing which is fantastic. And there's always going to be someone who feels uh, slighted or left off. And the fact that Kobe, a late, great, iconic Kobe, um, only received one MVP. And Diana Taurasi, one MVP. Like, yeah, that's crazy to me. I don't know. Like, I don't know. But I'm sure in, in a postseason, in a playoff atmosphere, I mean, they probably would have had multiple, right? MVPs. Oh, of Kobe. the playoff. MVP how many, playoffs, how many not finals, finals MVPs did Kobe end up with? I mean, Kobe. Diana has a ton. Two, a ton. Two out, most outstanding players, and I'm guessing two finals MVPs. Yeah, she has two finals MVPs. And then Kobe, uh, I believe he probably, I think he has three finals MVPs. Three, probably. Two finals MVPs, excuse me. Two. two oh my God. He was with Shaq. Because what? Yeah. Uh, Shaq. Shaq won. Uh, Shaq the, had, yeah. He, he, oh. Kobe won five, so I think. Two of them went to Shaq, and then there was a, some. Uh, there was a weird third one, if I'm remembering correctly. Someone, yeah. someone, uh, tell me. Nash. And Diana, she, yeah. she. I mean, it's it is crazy. The more you think about their careers, that's uh, a thing. How they are. How do they not? You know. So, I don't know. I think there's something to be said for for postseason, you know, playoff level hoops. Like who's coming up clutch in those moments, right? And Obviously, you're going to have your finals, you know, series mm -hmm. and have MVP for that. But I think, you know, the first and second rounds also need some love because it takes a lot of guts and heart to get to the finals, right? But it's the most important time of the year. Right. You can ride somebody. Who are you yeah, riding just... in those in those moments? Like, who who are those people? And that's what I think we need to we need to crown them <laughs> for yeah. sure. We need to crown I, them. I, I like that. I, this is not my idea. I don't want to take credit for it, but I do want to say that we need it. Uh, I'm pretty sure I said that. I'm, I say this every year. I have no idea what I say from like year to year. Like, 
I, I don't even know. I, I think I probably picked, I, I just said like, oh, you know, we probably would have picked Connecticut to make the semifinals. I think I did pick Connecticut <laughs> to make the semifinals. Like when we did, when we did whatever we did at the yeah. beginning of the year. Early. Whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You, do you want to preview uh, Connecticut, New York? Yeah. I, I, I think we have to, right? I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is going to be a really good defensive matchup. I mean, both teams like to get up under you and get physical, especially mm-hmm. Connecticut. Um, and I'm saying that in a great way. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what Stephanie White said as much during the during the game uh, that they just played. So I think they want to be disruptive. I think they want to, you know, take away, you know, your first, second options in your quarter-court offense. But I also think they want to drive that ball. I think they want to play at a high level of pace. And mm-hmm. they're going to get that from their board work. And they're going to get that from their steals, um, you know, with Alyssa Thomas getting in the open court. I mean, you can almost visualize her, right? Getting mm-hmm. steals and scores or getting rebounds and just taking in and initiating their transition game. And I think transition game is going to be huge for Connecticut. Um, obviously, transition defense is going to be major for, for New York. And, and um, you know, I think one of the things that I'm looking out for here is how much pressure can Connecticut put on New York. That was huge. That was absolutely yeah. huge for Washington, even though they got swept. Um, it, it kept them in the games. Was yeah. And that's the biggest thing is that it kept them in the games. It put pressure on New York to find different ways to yeah. score. It put the ball in, you know, Benajelani's hands. And again, like, yeah, that's not good. You don't want that. But among the choices available, that's the best one. And contested. I mean, and, and contest to her and contest, and she's still dropping them on the way down. I can't, that shot, I still can't get over it. But. And, and so you look at Connecticut, the makeup of Connecticut. I think yeah. with three Jones, uh, it, yeah. become, it will become a block clearer. Um, but they've been operating without Bree Jones the entire season. Um, yeah. So you're looking at kind of who, how are they going to match up? Does Olivia Nelson and Dota take on more responsibility? They haven't done yeah. that so much. Mm-hmm. Maybe you throw in Ty Harris into the starting lineup either for Natisha Heidemann or mm-hmm. Beck Allen. Um, also, I have a confession to make really quick. Uh-oh. I thought this was really fun. I looked at the box score really fast while we were talking, because, you know, I'm always doing that. Um, and I see I see R. Allen on the on the, okay. the box score, and oh. my head, because I had mentioned the heat, literally went right to Ray Allen. Ray like, Allen? Ray Allen, what? what this is a, what? ESPN's messing up. <laughs> and I was like, wait, Gabe, you're being an idiot. Uh, wait, and I also call her Beck Allen. <laughs> I know. I, I, yeah, think, Rebecca. I think that's fair. Um, regardless, <laughs> enjoy my brain for it. So uh, you got Tiffany Hayes, who can definitely, you know, I think pressure um, some of the New York, one of the New yeah. York guards, probably yeah. Sabrina, if I had to guess. I would think. Although Dewana Bonner's length could really baller Sabrina, but you want, I think Dewana could also be someone you want to help. And then you're dealing with the, yeah. and then you're dealing with the John Quell. And and Stewie problem, and I think you know, does this just like, does this just scream like Alyssa Thomas is going to be on John Quell? Wow, wow! Go ahead and stir the pot, why don't you? I like that. Oh, that'll be saucy. That would I I love that actually. Can we please see that? I would love to see that matchup actually. Let's go ahead and and put that in the atmosphere as something that um, is going to happen. I think that would be a, a strong matchup, not only, um, you know, physically, but I think, you know, when you're talking about the mental gymnastics of that matchup, they both know each other explicitly well mm-hmm. because of being teammates, obviously. Um, 
and you know the little nuances. Like when you play with someone, you know what they like, okay? And what they don't like. And what they don't, I like it. Oh, let's please see that matchup. Let's please see that matchup. I, I'm intrigued already. Like when's the game again? Like we have to wait. I, I think we have it on Sunday at 1 p.m. on ESPN. <laughs> we gotta wait. Um, I hate that we have to wait, but I know it's forever. Like I, I think that's gonna be a, a really great matchup if that happens. And and I think for the sun, the sun, you're going to have to throw out a bunch of different things. And I I think that'll be, and you have to get out in transition. Like you mentioned, that's going to be, that's probably the biggest determining factor, right? Got to get out in transition. Yeah. They got, they got a real shot to, and you're going to have to steal game one or game two in New York. Yep. Cause you don't want to come back and have to win game five or, you know, the the other thing is that no one ever mentions is you don't want to have to go home and win both to stay alive. That's scary. That's, That's scary. scary. You don't want to yeah. have to do. You want to win one. You want to win game one. Take one on the on the road. Game. You always want to yeah. win game one as the road team. That is yeah. number one priority. You can yeah. get smoked in game two if you win game one. Sure. Um, yep. So for the Sun, they're going to come out guns blazing. They have to get out in transition. That is absolutely the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. So now you you know how do you how do you match up that that's the other. So now okay. So now let's so the matchups that we have. Okay. Um, if we're coaching, we're not Steph White. Steph White's coach of the year. She Steph White's coach of the year. She's got we, can, we can do our own little um, side whiteboarding. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I got, I got a whiteboard. We don't need it, though. We're, we're, we're doing the, you know, we're just doing matchups, matchups. Okay. Uh, so we got Alyssa okay. on John Quell. Okay. Dewana on Stewie. Okay. Tip Hayes on Sabrina. Tip on Sabrina. Who else though? Okay, so it'd be and, now, and then and then Ty Harris on or Ty Harris or Natisha Heideman on um Courtney Vandersloot. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh Benaja Laney against Beck Allen. Oh, you don't want that. Ah, that's gonna be Oh, that's a matchup on both ends that you don't want. Good. Neither yeah, neither team good. wants that matchup on both no. ends because no. that's a lot of running around and chasing someone for Benaja Laney, who she can do that and she's she's more than capable of doing that, but it's not her strength defensively. No, now, that's a big, that's a big, strong body for Beck Allen to handle on the other end. Yeah. That maybe, maybe again, that's Ooh, the matchup. Yeah. Maybe we're looking at Benajelani yeah. as the tipping point again here because it looks, you know, you kind of have the, you have right. good matchups everywhere. Um, it's yeah. just maybe who, who gets there. And then obviously again, transition. We're going to mention transition a million times. Oh, change. because that's the key. That's the key. But my thing is, like you said about Bonner, like, do you want her as a rotational defender, mm-hmm. right? Do you want her as the non-primary <sighs> defender on the floor for you with her length, right? Um, I don't know. I, I like Beck Allen. Beck Allen's not a bad Stewie defender. Yeah. Starter, yeah. And well, if you're telling me, hey, Stewie has to go down the post. Yeah. It's kind of a, I mean, that's kind of a win for like us as a defense rather than having yeah. her in the high post and, and creating for everyone else. She has to create yeah. in the low post, bang around, get tired. That might be a win for us defensively. Bring a double. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. It's intriguing, but it's, I mean, there's so many different ways you can do it. Right. Um, it depends on how you're going to cover, right. A player mm-hmm. like Stewie, how are you going to cover her? Right. Like in terms of, are you blitzing? Um, and then where are you blitzing? When are you blitzing her? When are you bringing the double? Um, are you just going to shade? Or are you going to go ahead and wall up with two? Um, two and a half, right? Taking some space away. But I think it all depends on how well New York is shooting the three. Yeah. 
yeah. right? Yeah. Everyone else. Like, I mean, obviously in game one, Sabrina went um, crazy, but that's because there were miscues on, on the coverages. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it depends on how you can, how you can cover, but it also, it's going to be in-game adjustments that I think predict what we see as defensive coverages by Connecticut on them. Right. Like what kind yeah. of reads they're, they're successful. With. And there are people charting. Okay. Against this, this way we're playing defense. They've scored, you know, five out of eight times. Like, okay, we can't do that. Right. So that's too high of a percentage. So these are going to be very interesting analytically, right. To see, um, what choices they they boil things down to? Well, and it all, it's all going to change. Hot. Because yeah, this, what? All change, this all changes first time out of the first game. <laughs> yeah. That's what I love about I love I love the playoffs because like you know we talk about all this stuff we yeah. preview it we're like oh this matchup this matchup in the first and, and as the coaches too I'm sure you're sitting there all we oh, have yeah. all these ideas you get you know someone's got to get punched oh. in the mouth and then yep. you're like boom we have to change everything you know we're changing stuff so That's but. I think, you know, I was thinking, like you mentioned, so you mentioned the types of coverages, like do we wall up against Stu? Do yeah. you just try to create havoc, blitz right. everything, trap everything? Stewie catches it, we're coming on the, we're coming in front of her to try to get us a turnover. Hey, maybe we foul, maybe we, we yeah. don't call it havoc, maybe they get easy buckets, but at least we're speeding up that pace and we're making the game play into our hands. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. oof. Wow, Connecticut's 11th in possessions per 40 minutes? Oh, wow. Really? Wow. I didn't know that. Okay. Wow, explain that. Explain that. Well, I don't know. Well, explain it, like, why it's happening or that they are? So that, they're... That they are doing that. Like, what is, like, for, like... Oh, yeah. So like, how do you break 40, that down? Yeah, possession per 40 minutes is, like, the number, like, so a possession is every time you have the ball in offense. Um, it ends with a rebound, a defensive rebound, a turnover, or a made shot. Those are three ways that a possession ends. So if you are having fewer possessions, that means you're typically playing slower or you're playing slower defensively. That's not necessarily the best statistic. There's another statistic that I like that is on a different website that I just don't have time to go over there and find it. Um, but it's like seconds per offensive possession. Uh -huh. um, this is something that the mystics talk a lot about, about like, oh, our defense takes up so much time that our offense doesn't have as many possessions per game. Uh -huh. Still, though, still, to be 11th in possessions per 40 minutes per right. game right. means you're going slow. Okay. That means the game's slower. Um, but I think here, you know, you have the, the Connecticut has to push the ball because that's where they're going to get easy buckets. You don't have mm -hmm. to deal with both those long arms at the rim, especially when you're a yeah. team that really thrives on those rim attempts. And then you're putting a lot of pressure on your shooters on the outside. That's right. not necessarily what you want. You do need, I think, Connecticut for sure – and they're definitely, I have no doubt they're going to try to get out in transition. So that's why I say yeah. you want to pressure the ball. You want to create havoc so that you get more opportunities for turnovers, even if that means giving up some easy buckets so that you get that possession clock started and you get right. you know a team that's excellent in their half-court offense out of what they want to do. Right. No, I just, you know, I kind of understood it, but I, you know, some people listening to, mm -hmm. I just want to make sure we don't, you know, jump yeah. over uh, understanding, but I understand that. And I just think it's, it is interesting, but I think when you think of Connecticut, you think of them playing fast or quickly in terms of their pace of play um, on the offensive side. And again, that's going to be a key for them to, to play at a high level uh, in terms of their live ball opportunities and their transition game. And I don't know what their transition numbers are. Like, what are they in um, 
transition points. Uh, uh, I, I lost my access to Synergy. Um, oh. So I don't have those stats anymore for anybody. Darn it. Wait, but I'm sure they're are, up there. I, and I don't want to mess up And want to give me a shout. Uh, no, don't do that. That's against your school's policies. So oh. never do that. No one's ever done that either. No. I'm not paying for it. No. no one's um, offensive pace. Connecticut's ninth in offensive pace. So that's seconds yeah. per offensive possession, according to play-by-play -play stats. Wow. So they're they're better. They are. They, they take about 15.45 seconds on offense. Okay. The reason their pace is slower okay. is because they are ninth in defensive pace. So they're making the the deep, uh, the mm. offense take more time on offense. There we go. And you know who's uh, best in that stat? Uh, that would be the New York Liberty. Wow. And they are also the second fastest team uh, in offensive pace. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe it's not a transition game. But I think I just think you have to. I think I you don't have know. to. No, I just I don't know why I was I was visualizing Connecticut like just going. You know, getting stops and going, but maybe that's what New York wants to do. I mean, statistically speaking, now that we've ironed that out, <laughs> I mean I mean oh. my visualization is like Throw the stats out the window. And go with what I'm thinking. <laughs> Please subscribe to Her Hoop Stats. Yeah, Please subscribe to Her Hoop Stats. But we're throwing the stats out the window. Because we know. We know that if Alyssa Thomas gets out that. in transition, if Dewana Bonner gets out in transition, they're going to score easy baskets. And it's going to put the pressure back on New York to score. Yes. Yes. And it's hard to score against It's hard to score against Connecticut. They yep. are tough. They're just tough. So it's hard to score against them. So. That's I think true. we're I think we're both on the transition train and we were right. Uh, we are on the transition train for sure. And watch it happen. Watch. I'm telling you. That's gonna happen. Game one. We're gonna be like, see? Look at it. They're going. I, I moved around too much and now my camera's blurry. I'm apologizing to uh, YouTube. Viewers. I can still see ya. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> put my thumb over it for a sec. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm right here, don't worry. I can still talk. Um, okay, so do we have anything else here on this uh yeah, hey I you know, I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be fun. Um, they got worse, Gabe. I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna shut off my camera. You guys can still hear me though. Okay. I'm here. I'm here. Don't worry, got, everybody. Like, actual like something um, to wipe it off. But no, I, I think both, both teams are are primed and ready. I think when they played each other during the regular season, um, isn't that? Uh, didn't Connecticut beat them during the regular got, season? Yeah, I think for sure. I think they got at least one myself um, off the top of my head. I believe that's the case. But I think it's going to be really interesting. You know, that game one is really going to set the table, obviously, for the series. And, you know, if Connecticut can steal one at New York to start, and that's what they always say, right? The playoffs don't really start until the road team wins a game. And, you know, no time like the present uh, to get that first one down. But I think uh, – Sandy Brondello has done a fantastic job of, you know, sticking with the chemistry of this team and John Quill Jones making a difference in the second half of the, there you are. Um, John Quill Jones uh, really doing a great job in the second half of the season. She said that she hadn't been rebounding uh, as tough as she should uh, and her numbers exponentially improved after the all-star break on the glass. So I think that, is a big reason why New York kind of changed after the all-star break too, in terms of their consistent play. So when you have that happen and then you have Laney staying uh, as a, a consistent 
uh, key cog and contributor to the team on both sides. I think that has been uh, fun to watch as well. But I think the real key has been John Quell Jones, you know, and, and the way that she has been playing second half of the season. And I think that's made the world a difference for their chemistry overall. But it's just her making the decision to be aggressive to the glass. And how her numbers went up, I think it's plus five on the glass since the all-star break. And that's amazing. Plus five on the glass, that's work. Okay. That's not just, Oh, you know, all of a sudden she's just getting, no, she's like busting her butt, you know, to get in there and get position and attack the offensive boards in particular and get those second chance opportunities, whether she gets the line or not. But I think that has made a huge difference and that's going to be a huge key for Connecticut as well to, to keep a body on John Quell when shots go up on both sides, have to, have to. Have two to. bodies. Yeah. Have to. Two bodies. <laughs> I mean, she's you six. Hit her. six. She's well, six. Not, man. You don't have to tell Alyssa Thomas. You, you got to hit her, but you don't have to tell yeah. Alyssa Thomas. She's going to do that anyways. She understands the assignment. That's uh, her. Also, we were wrong. Uh, Connecticut lost all four games to New York. Really? Yes. They took them to overtime one time. They beat Las Vegas That's um, what 17. So I think yeah, we just got that was my we, got the, we got we got the wires crossed there. Got them crossed, um, but yeah. But yeah, to, to put a bow on the, the this discussion, um, New York has their number. I mean, the sixteen point victory early in the season, and then their last game uh, was a thirty one point blowout in New oh. York's favor. So I forgot about that guy. Yeah. Oh, let's make a pick. Let's make a pick. Okay. I'm going one or uh, the whole series. The whole series. Let's make a, let's okay. Make a pick. Okay, you go first because New York in four games. Four. New York in four. Dang. Games. I'm going to go Connecticut in five, the buzzer beater. Oh, let's go, Christy. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Absolutely. Go down to Berry Farms. What are we going to do? We're going to do something at Berry Farms. <laughs> I, I'm good. I'm, I'm good on betting on this one. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen. This one, I'm, I'm very, I'm very much uh, about I don't it. Know. Yeah, I, I can see Connecticut doing that. I can see Connecticut doing. That. I, plus, I like, you know, I'm always gonna say whatever it is. I want to take it to three games. I'm gonna take it to five in the league. You know, the NBA. I want to take it to seven games. Like, I'm all for the drama of it all. I love it. So, yeah, yeah let's let's take it to five. But I'm gonna, you know, I think Connecticut is going to get some kind of crazy buzzer beating situation to fall in transition in transition yeah something crazy. Alyssa Thomas from half court yeah no oh layup rooms needed cash it out from half I'm not sure if you could do that at the buzzer and the buzzer sounds when the ball's in the air give me that yeah I want that I want to see that <laughs> I want to see that I think that'll be great so yeah we'll take five games over here let, let's talk about uh, Vegas and Dallas because, uh, you know, they did get they get they got the short end of the stick uh, in this podcast, but they don't des they deserve a, a lot more because I think this series is uh, has a lot of potential to be interesting, intriguing because uh, Dallas, you know, just blew the doors off of Atlanta after going down 20 in the first half of game one. They just come out and smoked them. Uh, for the wild. rest of the way, the sec second game was 101 74, um, which is outstanding. I mean, and you look at the way they're rolling with everyone on this team if from Arike, who's playing really efficiently, Insane. to Sato, the most improved player in the WNBA this year, 
and deservedly so. Uh, yeah. She, I'm so happy we get to see her healthy in a playoff series because she's been outstanding. Yes. Um, <laughs> Natasha Howard, Tierra McCowan, Crystal Dangerfield, Walk Queer. We could go all up and down the Dallas the Dallas roster and say how yeah. good they're playing and how much better they've gotten this season. Uh, but then you look over at the Las Vegas Aces, who are 34 and six. Yeah. Um, and they blew out Chicago, uh, yeah. you know, tip of the cap to Chicago. See you next yeah. year. Um, yeah. Tip of the hat to Atlanta. See you next year. Cheers. Yeah. Um, we will talk about you guys at a later date. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think this series to some people, yeah. including, including Dano Mattia. I don't know if he mentioned this on, on, uh, uh -oh, on his show and dice it up. I don't know if he mentioned this. What is happening with my camera? I don't know. It Is it pretty. humid there? You brought the humidity back from Italy. I don't know. Maybe I'm just sweating. Just... <laughs> from the wine. Yeah, yeah from the wine. Oh, man. Maybe it is a wine problem. Uh, regardless, I'm just going to do the podcast like this, and hopefully it, it, it comes it's back. Fine. It, it's we fine. We still see you. It's, it's fine. It yeah. is a foggy. It, it's foggy. It's weird. It's weird. weird. Uh, listen, you can listen to the show in audio form. Um, <laughs> we're not doing videos. Today. So, the, I, I, so I think... Smart money, right? Says the aces are, are just a better yeah. team. They look up and down the roster, a better team. However, yeah, this is a pretty good matchup. For I love it. It's a pretty good matchup for Dallas. I love it. So, yeah. what do you see? Why? So, uh, or we both think it's a pretty good matchup. Why do you think it's a good matchup? I think it's a great matchup because they've already beaten Las Vegas this this in the regular season. Um, but the size of Dallas. And the relentless attitude of Dallas. That should be, you know, two red flags, right? If mm -hmm. you're if you're Las Vegas, I think you have to have uh, some concern with the momentum that they're playing the game with. But also um, the fact that they've come down from 20 down to win games down the stretch here. And in the playoffs, obviously, last game. Oh, my God. Dewey. Sorry. Dewey. Um, <laughs> Dewey's like, no. He's Las like, Vegas is winning the series. <laughs> Dewey has a big old bet on Las Vegas. Come on, Ducey. Um, But no, for me, I just think that, you know, the way that Coach Trammell has just reset the defensive mindset of this team and to hear Enrique Gumbawale after they advanced in this last game, to hear her say, like, you know, to see Coach Trammell and with tears of joy before the buzzer even goes off um, speaks to the investment emotionally that she's made um, this season. Uh, advancing for the first time ever, right? And for this Dallas team. But I think when you have that level of trust in your players to buy in, because I know that's what Coach Trammell told us when they were here in D.C., you know, ask her, I think, what's been the biggest adjustment, right, um, mm -hmm. to take over this team. And she said, you know, just understanding that that they're going to buy into a new way to play, you know, a new approach and and all of that. And the fact that they did it, and not only did they do it, but they advanced um, after having to claw it out and grit mm -hmm. and grind it out in the trenches and get the win um, to advance for the first time in Dallas history. Um, you know, it just speaks to who she is as a coach mm -hmm. and, and how she respects the players. The players in turn respect her and they trust each other on both sides. And when that happens, man, that's combustible. And I always say that, but it's a feel and players know when you fully trust and, um, and understand them um, 
and the coaches, I mean, and the players know um, the same thing. Like they feel mm -hmm. like we trust her. Um, she trusts me. So there's that mutual respect there that uh, shows up on the floor. But I think it's going to be a great matchup because I think of Dallas's size inside. Yes. And they've, they've really done a good job of putting the ball down in there. Okay. And finishing mm -hmm. <laughs> at a high clip, especially in that last series. Well, I think the big, and you know, this is what we, we said this throughout the podcast, like yeah. that emotion, that passion, that's something you don't want. You just don't want to see that as a, especially as a favorite, you know, you got to come in, get win game one. You see all that size and you know, like there are very few players on the planet, not just in the WNBA that you would like to see less in a playoff tournament situation than Enrique Gumbawa. That part. Those lights shine the when they're when they're shining the brightest, she's playing the she, best basketball. Yeah. She of, of her career. She yeah. has all those moments. She lives for it. It's a we were just talking about Kobe and Diana. That same cut from the same cloth right there. All in. Um, yeah. And not that you know, not that the players on Las Vegas are not that, you know, obviously I'm wearing my Kelsey Plum shirt. Um, <laughs> like they're like that. They're like that too, but it's not I think when you're the favorite, there there's a certain feeling of like worry you know you can't help it you can't help when know. you're when you're on top you're the defending champs you've won you know you're 34 and 6 you got that target on your back yeah and and, and you know you i mean we can tell you can, we can hear the the pregame speech from coach trammell of like what do we we don't have anything to lose there right you go here we, we should play with complete abandon we should play as hard as humanly possible we have nothing to lose in this game nope. one game two we're going to be a little bit worried if we lose game one, but game one, just come out and try to hit him in the mouth as hard as you can. And you're telling, you're telling that to some, to Rike Goomba wallet. Like I'm a little, I'd be, a, I'm a little nervous. If, yeah. I was a, if I was a Vegas uh, player, a little, like that's just not something I want to see. And then you, you mentioned all that size, all that length is going to be really tough yeah. for Asia Wilson to establish herself in the post in this series. Because whoever her matchup is, whether it's Satu, whether it's McCowan, mm -hmm. when Kalani Brown comes into the game, you know, there's there's a lot of size. There's a lot, there's a lot of beef. You know, this is going to be hard to establish post position to get offensive rebounds. Mm -hmm. And then on the other end, you got to box out. Please. And so Kia Stokes needs to have a big series. Um, I think, uh, you know, you look at the guards, I, I'm sure the guards are going to do great. Alicia Clark is another player who falls into the category of having a big series. Six woman of the year. Yay. Six. Yay. She deserves it. Um, AC. Oh, I wish she, she could have won it here, but that was just not. I know. We love it. But she wasn't six woman. She was a starter. But still, she should have won something. Here. Yeah, um, regardless, still, love, love, love uh, AC. Yeah. And she's having a great year. She and is. Someone you trust in the playoffs, right? So yeah. then, I don't know, man. I, I think my brain tells me Las Vegas is just the better team. They have been here before. They mm -hmm. will rise to the occasion. Mm -hmm. Asia will find a way to do it. Uh, Chelsea Gray will find the way. Kelsey Plum will find the way. But I, I like it. I like what the wings are bringing to the table in this matchup. I think mm -hmm. they match up. It's just like you, you see it, and it's not okay. Let's, you want to go to the matchups really quick? Yes. We got Dangerfield on Plum. Okay. That's a good size matchup. Good and Dangerfield's really good about getting around the screens. She is. And she can, you know, she can do a lot to keep uh Plum in check. You got uh who do we got? We got Enrique on Jackie Young. Okay. Hey. 
Notre Every Dame, week. baby. Okay. Notre okay. Dame. Okay. Um, like it. I like it. No, so we got we got two teammates from Notre Dame going at each other. And again, right. that's another matchup, like we mentioned with John Quill and Alyssa Thomas. Like they know everything about each other. They know. And uh, it's and I'm sure you know you can get when you're playing your friends. Oh man, nothing like playing your friends. Nothing like that's it. when people think you slow up against your friends. Like no, I'm trying to kill you. Like I'm trying to I'm trying to bring it to you. Crack it for but it. That's gonna be tough, and that's gonna be an incredible matchup, I think. Then you look uh, at the at the front court. We got who's Natasha Howard got? Oh man, who's Stokes? on Chelsea? Wait, all right, Chelsea Stokes? Gray needs wait. an assignment. Oh Oof. wait, let's back it up, back it up, back it up. Okay, let's go with Stokes. That's the matchup with Howard. Yeah, well, no, Stokes. No? Well, so Stokes got the matchup. Who's like on? It. All right, so Sobley will be actually no Sobley. Okay, defensively, man, this is weird. This is okay. Break it down again. Let's go guards first. Let's okay. do our guards. Write it down because now we're now we're bringing out the whiteboard. Yeah, bring out the whiteboard. Gabe, <laughs> write it down so I can see it and okay. figure it out. <laughs> okay, we got our guards. Let's start with the guards. So we got Gray, Gray, Plum, Plum, Young, Young, Stokes, uh, Asia, and Asia. Stokes. Yeah, let's and see. One side. Yeah, let's, uh, McCowan. Old little um, scenic. Is it an A or an E at the end of McCowan? Oh, chat. I don't it know. is an A. I just say it. I don't write them down all. all right. I always, <laughs> I always screw that up. I always have screwed that up. So then we got Sob. Yeah, no, 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 Sob is okay. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Okay. 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 Then I got Sob. Okay. I, I just it's gonna be backwards when I show it on the camera, but that's okay. It's all good. We have a we get a good idea of it, but I think it's gonna be really interesting to see what the matchups will be though. Yeah, this yeah, is actually when Clark comes in, you know. Yeah, I just... mean, and when Clark comes in, it's like, well, does as Dallas, do you go big or do you go small? Big, small. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Because now, because then, you know, you probably could take off. I don't know, man. This is. Yeah. It's oh, wait, a, I, I it is intriguing. This. That's, I mean, I like that, though. The, like, you know, to think. Okay. About... Can we, uh, it's it backwards? Yeah. No. Okay. Well, I cool. can't. Anyway, you get the ring light on it. I'm just gonna turn it off. Oh no, it's fine. Okay. All right, there we go. It'll okay. it'll adjust. But, All right, we can see. Get closer it. to the people so people can see it. There we go. Well, no. Okay, no, All that's right. fine. This no, is how okay. it's gonna be. You can see my eye coming through. All right. I got your we got Dangerfield. I don't know, man. I, I like Dangerfield. Dangerfield in gray. I like Dangerfield and Plum. I gotta turn this back on. Sorry. Is that what you had? Yeah, no. From right. Yeah, you can't see. Um, I like Dangerfield and Plum. Okay, that's a better size matchup, and then we okay. go. That is a better size matchup. You're correct. Do we want Dangerfield Plum Gray? Arike? Arike it has to be at least in the starting lineup. I, you know what? I almost like that matchup better. Let's go Gray and Arike. Yeah. Rather than rather than Arike on um, Jackie Young. And this is Dal This is Dallas on defense. Defense on on off. Well, we're gonna have to do that one too. So that's this is a whole mess. All right, and we got so young Sobley. Mm -hmm. That's that's fine. That's fine. I mean, that's a mismatch both ways, honestly. But that's fine. Right. Uh, and then we have Howard on Asia, former Defensive Player of the Year. Okay. Up against the MVP. I like him. Should be fun. 
Okay, okay. And then we have McCowan on Stokes. Very cool. Now going the other way though. Okay. You probably just put gray. I don't know, man. This is probably go the same way, but this is. I think there might choices be choices here. There's a lot more choices here. Yeah, a lot more, and especially you know, I'm thinking like as the game progresses, what it changes to. Oh, look at that. Yeah, we got a little. You got the little ring light, but you guys can tell. You guys can see it. Yeah, well, you definitely can see it. Yeah, Dangerfield and Plum. Yeah, Gray and Enrique. I like that. For the guard spots. And I like Howard. I like Howard and that match with uh with Asia. It's gonna be interesting to see. This or they like could do, you know, they could do some zone, you know, throw a little zone. Hard to do zone against a team that shoot well, it depends. Like, yeah, if it well, so Chelsea Gray, Pepsi, here's the thing, right? If Dallas goes big, they can go zone. Yeah, and but ramble out of Gray, it, ramble out of it. If you remember, remember what happened last year, right? Like, I know it, it didn't matter. It didn't you could have come up with the yeah. best defense in the world. You probably yeah. could have had six players out there yeah. and then wouldn't matter because Chelsea no. Gray was playing so well. So if she finds that level, yeah, or if Plum finds that level, or if Young finds that level, or if they find their stroke from three, yeah, I know you can't go so right. But if they're missing those shots, right? Um, and if you do a wing drop and keep those bigs down inside, or do you mm -hmm. know, like, uh, you know, we called it Phoenix, but it's like, you know, keep a big at the, like a three, two zone and keep that big at the nail. And then they play that little triangle area and everyone else is sprayed out mm -hmm. and keep the big inside. So you get your boards and your rim protection. That was, I stole it from, I stole it from uh, Phoenix Mercury and Griner was playing, mm. um, but it was really good. Right. It, it helps you know, keep your post home. Um, but, you know, you have the defensive three seconds. You have to be mindful of where everybody is, obviously. But I think it's a safe defense, right, if you want to clog the paint but also spray your guards out or, or your most mobile post players, right, to be able to get to the corners and, um, and take away drives and angles. But you also keep your interior defense solid, right, especially with the size that Dallas has. You know, uh, we called it Rover, you yeah. know, 32 Rover. Um, but I – Took it from Phoenix because they kept Griner inside. Yeah, no, it's great. It's a great. Like, it's a great defense. You know, sorry to give up all the, you know that <laughs> my secret sauce of defense. Oh no, we lost Christy. Christy, well, Christy, Christy, um, uh, we lost you. There you go. Yeah, no, Bree was calling. I'm gonna call her right back. Um, <laughs> my girl. Does Bree um, have any ideas of what Dallas should do on on defense? I know. I need to ask her. I will ask her once we uh, once we connect. Um, no, but so I I, I like the the rover concept, but honestly, I don't know. I'm kind of an old school. You know, we're playing man until you knock us out of it, uh, and we're waiting for Chrissy to come back. Um, but. I, I like to play man because that just shows me that we can be aggressive. We're going to pressure the ball. We want to force turnovers. These two teams, we talked about the kind of uh, miss. We, we think Connecticut needs to go faster in the last series. This series is going to be fast. Oh, there we go. Sorry. Hey. Oh, that made me nervous. Did you hear me? I missed what you just said the last okay. time. So I was saying that I'm a, I'm a man. Like I like playing man because like, <laughs> I, I, just, do I, I don't, I'm not getting cute until you make me. Like make make me change. We'll keep the rover on the back. We'll keep our zones. Out of a timeout, one time. Just maybe, but I want. We're manning up. We're gonna pressure you. We're gonna cause turnovers, and we're gonna get out and run because both these teams 
back to the PVP stats, offensive yeah. pace, seconds per whatever. Uh, Las Vegas first, Dallas third. So they're going to be flying. This right. is going to be flying up and down. Uh, and maybe it comes down to who can score uh, more efficiently in transition. Right. But I, I just think for me, uh, I, I like to say, hey, we're manning you. Like, yeah. you know, we're not intimidated. We're not coming out here and, and playing anything but our base defense. And we think we can beat you with that. And I think Dallas has a case to say we can beat you with that. Now, it's going to be really interesting. Which one of these teams do you think is more likely to be like, we'll slow it down? Right. I don't know. I mean, do you think it's – I? T- t- my brain says, okay, Vegas probably has the better half-court offense. But then I'm thinking like, hey, maybe Dallas can do a lot more damage in the post. Maybe they can get more fouls, especially right. it depends on how, how uh, um, uh, Vegas is matching up. But when Alicia Clark comes in the game, if I'm Dallas, I'm saying, let's slow this down. Let's let that? McCowan get Asia on her back, and let's see if we can get some fouls on Asia. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's going to be a really interesting chess match. And then maybe it just comes down to, you know, as it always does, right? Who makes them basketball is terrible, right? Cause we sit here, coaches, players, us, everyone, fans, we think about these matchups, all this stuff. And it just comes down to like, Hey, who's going to make four more threes in the game. Yeah. Who's going to be a dog on defense. Who's going to get the glass work. I mean, this is going to be a great game because I mean, obviously semifinals, you know, you're yeah. in the final four. It's like final four in college. Like yeah. these are the top teams that have advanced um, because of their grit and their toughness uh, mentally. Their execution has been on point um, to get them here. But at the same time, it all comes down to matchups when you get to the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Once you get in there, you make the playoffs. That's one thing, right? And then it becomes a matchup situation. We're talking this like, can you imagine like how many different scenarios the coaches go through in terms of matchups and schemes and and what they want to do offensively to, to attack and, and get those gaps and get into the paint and score. But the way Dallas is set up personnel-wise, wow, they're, they're huge mm-hmm. inside. And so, you know, we're talking about what is Dallas going to do, what's Vegas going to do with all that size in there. Um, you know, and they already proved that, that they can beat Vegas, right? Um, not to say – I'm not, like, yeah, yeah, fighting I mean, with any team, but I'm just saying, like, you know, that was already an issue. And when they did beat them, they went downstairs. <laughs> mm-hmm. They went downstairs and got some buckets in the paint in that restricted area. And they made Vegas work. And, you know, and Vegas beat them too. So let's make sure, not just saying Dallas had their number, but they did that one time. Um, so sometimes and that, In that game, 10 offensive rebounds for Dallas, five. Was that, wait, did we watch it? No, no, no. We watched a different Dallas game that different we Dallas game. got in trouble from, from YouTube about that. Uh, we learned our <laughs> yeah. We're not doing that. Uh, <laughs> that part. Um, but so d- Dallas, though, yeah, um, they had they out-rebounded them, and they boarded them. And that's how they yeah. won a lot of games this year. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I think it might come down to who slows this down more effectively. Interesting. Like honestly, I think this this might come down to turnover. Well, turnovers matter in every single. Oh, for that. sure. Turnovers are, are are huge, but it might just matter who decides, who makes the conscious decision mm-hmm. to slow down the game, and yeah. who is more efficient in those situations. Yeah. Because I think yeah. Dallas also, you could sit there and say, "Hey, we slow down the game. We have yeah. a lot more opportunities to crash the glass. Absolutely, and we can't be scared of that transition. No." We, we can't be scared of that. If we give up transition buckets, that's okay because we need those offensive rebounds to win. Absolutely. 
That's, man, that is a scary thing to say as a coach. It is. I mean, for both sides, it's like, man, we're running. both teams are buzzsaws. <laughs> and it's which buzzsaw can run the mm -hmm. longest. That's mm -hmm. This game is going to be – I want it to be very contentious in terms of up and down score. I want it to be close mm -hmm. throughout the game, and I want it to come down to late game execution, time and score, uh, possibilities for both teams, and who can execute the best when it comes down to it. I think that's going to be – the telling story. And I think it's going to be very um, interesting to see if Dallas can maintain their ability to rebound well and get second chance points. I think that's, let's just circle that now as being a key factor mm -hmm. to Dallas's success. And, and on the flip side, their concern for, for the aces. And then for Dallas, their concern is how do you, you know, plug the, the holes in the boat? Their concern is everything. Their concern the is everything else, man. <laughs> their <laughs> concern is everything. Work in front of them, and they're ready to do it. You know, I thought I thought you were gonna make a pick there. You're <laughs> like, no way. You know, I, 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 she was like, was "It's like, gonna come down to this and that," and I think this is the team that's gonna do it. No, no, no. not yet. Until you ask, and then I'll well, good. Let's make a pick. Darn it. <laughs> okay. Well, you went first last time, so. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you know, when I tie my hair up in a chignon, um, I get a little nervous. Okay, let's see. I'm gonna go with Las Vegas in four. Okay. In four. I think Dallas can get at least one. Mm -hmm. um, even though I said I like five, but I'm gonna go four with Las Vegas because I think they're gonna be able to self-correct. I think I'm, I think I'm going five here. I think, you know, at some point, at some point, you just have to think like, no, I agree. someone's getting loose for Dallas, whether it's McCowan, whether it's <laughs> Satu, whether it's Arike, you know, like one of these players is going to get loose and they're going to score and they're going to win a game on their own. And I think they do that. They, they could do that twice. Can I change mine to five or is it too late? <laughs> five. Five. Both, both series because yeah. Vegas and five. Vegas. And then we, we are we are we are going against each other, uh Connecticut and New York. Yeah. So we'll we'll check so in. Joining the party for the Vegas because Vegas. And they just won last year with the same crew. Yeah. I mean, you know, and then you add Alicia Clark, come on. AC, it's my dog. <laughs> so when we when we talk next week, which is probably gonna be again on Friday morning, uh yeah. it'll be Friday morning. Yeah. The day of game three. Okay. So. I like it. Should we go live on that day? Or am I putting pressure by saying that while we're still in here? <laughs> we can figure it out. Possibly. Maybe we go live after that. I like the live after the game. I like the live after the games. It's fun. Maybe, maybe maybe we still, I couldn't sleep the other night anyway. I was like. Yeah, no, I can uh, never sleep. Me either. I just can't sleep. Yeah. Um, Mind racing, honey. We can go. So, what are the games? Ah, uh, they're on Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. I'll work it out. Or we'll uh, have my Tuesday. people call our, the Her Hoop Stats podcast crew. Yeah, get the people uh, on we'll, it. Get the people we'll, on we'll it. We'll figure it out. Because I do want to get, maybe we'll go live next Friday. I don't know. Yay. Let's do it. Let's. We'll, it we'll go live at some point after one of these games, Friday, <laughs> Sunday, or the following Tuesday. Snap it out. How about that? Absolutely, we're doing and it. And maybe we'll do it with the, the whole crew. I'll, I'll talk to Calvin and Karina Ooh, and Dano, and we can party. do a little Brady Bunch thing. Yeah, let's have a party. A little party. <laughs> little party. 
Guardians. And ice in the and everything. Oh yeah, get ice in there. That's yeah, not terrible. <laughs> All right. On that note, yeah. I think I mean we do have to get back to the mystics, but I, I think we can save that for when we're less like raw. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's tough, but you know, it will be interesting to see what free agency looks like for the Mystics. Um, you know, Cloud is up, Deladon is up. Um, and one more, right? Three of them. Uh, I forget. I forget. You are correct. There is a third person who is up. I know Kareem um, Copeland was on the calls. I couldn't get on the calls, uh, the exit calls the last couple of days here. But Kareem. Uh, we have Elena. We have Natasha. Yeah. Christy. Tiana. E.T. And yep, that is. And then uh, Shatori is an unprotected contract. Okay. Next right. So really five. Wow. Yeah, but it's like locking in Ariel Atkins. That was big. That was major. Two-year deal for her. They have a core. They have a core available. So core. Yeah. They will use that on someone. But we will talk. I, I, I gotta think about it a lot more. Yeah. I gotta think about the rest of these teams. And we got college basketball coming up. I know. Um, I'm going to see Kim Kim Barnes Rico. This is like an aside that I should have told you before the podcast. Uh, Kim Bar Kim Barnes Rico is coming to the Wooten Coaching Clinic. And that is tomorrow. Is? Yes. Wait, it's tomorrow? Yes. Shoot. Can you just come? I'm out of town. And that's my oh. girl. Well, I'll she, tell you something. Please hug her for me. Uh, I don't know if we're going to hug KBA. I'm not sure. Well, Coach Trammell's a hugger. Christy sends her a hug. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll tell I'll tell her you sent her a hug. She'll laugh. Coach Trammell's a hugger. She'll hug anybody. She she just saw me. I was walking with you, and she was like, hey, how you doing? She gave me a big hug. I know. She's great. I love, it. I love her. She's got, she's got great energy. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know if Kim. Uh, I don't know if Kim's. A, <laughs> no, Kim is the same. No, okay, great. The same. Then, then maybe line. I'll give her a hug. Um, me and Kim are squiggle lines, so she'll give you a hug. <laughs> perfect, perfect. I'll let I'll let her know that you say you say hi. But yeah, that's what that's what I'm doing tomorrow. Um, Sweet. And then we're watching hoops. Yeah. That's, when do we we get started? Sunday, you said Sunday. right. Yes. Sunday at one. Sunday at one. We get started. beautiful. You watch it. Yeah, lots of, oof, God, lots of stuff coming up. September's crazy. I always forget how crazy September is because we have the playoffs, then almost immediately right to college basketball. Yeah. Um, so we, we got a crazy time coming up. That's that's all. Yeah. All yeah. All Big Ten Media Day coming up in a couple of weeks yes. in Minneapolis. Uh, yeah, in October, first week of October. So that'll be fun. Oh, it's going to be crazy. And there's going to be so much more to talk about. Are we yeah. exiting? Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I didn't want to cut it off and you got something else. So, you know, I'm a communicator, so I'm going to ask first. But anywho, it has been a full-on blast chopping it up with you, Gabe, right here mm -hmm. on Courtside with Christy and Gabe on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. Hey, the playoffs are still rolling along. We're going to bring it all to you right here. So make sure you meet us back here next week as we break it all down after the playoffs in the semifinals for the WNBA, get rolling on Sunday. So until then, we will see you next time for my guy, Gabe Ibrahim. Hey, you got it, yeah. <laughs> I almost messed it up. For my guy, Gabe Ibrahim, I'm Christy Winters-Scott. We'll check you out later. <laughs> Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate. Or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So, do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate.
Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. All state vehicle and property insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.